This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 268 of Strangers and Aliens. Ready Player One, the motion picture. Road trip! Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. (laughs) To boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. started the radio is on now it's off and we're on our way to go see ready player one the movie not the book but the steven spielberg film and we may make it to the theater on time maybe it's been a day (laughs) it's been a day it's wednesday we are seeing this thing on wednesday i'm assuming because of uh good friday i don't know Huh, I never thought about that. Uh, I was going to go see uh, Pacific Rim yesterday, Tuesday, and they didn't have any showings at the theater past 7 o'clock. So that was impossible. I was going to take my son to see it before he went on his missions trip to uh, Juarez, Mexico. But, uh, yeah, so that was weird. And then this is – when I was looking at it, I was like, wait a minute. Wednesday, Pacific Rim. No, Ready Player One. It's Ready Player One. Nice. So here we are on our way. Uh, Evan, I don't know how to approach our discussion here at the beginning because this is normally where we talk about our expectations. And if I may be blunt, I have some pretty, I have, I have history. I have history. Yes. If you listened a couple episodes ago when we were talking about, what were we talking about where this came up? It was... It, 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 oh yeah, it was it was the it was the new year. Where we're talking about the movies coming up oh, and the okay, and the yeah, things yeah. that we really yeah. liked and the things that we really hated from 2017. And yeah, I, I think I added that really hated category because of Ready Player One, the novel. I like I just wanted to be able to rant about it, and so I added let's add some hate to <laughs> 2017, and ah, uh, okay, so. The trailers for this movie look like, yes, they probably could have come from the book, but they actually look good. But the book itself was awful. It was horrible. It was no good. It was very bad. And, I mean, it was just terrible, terrible, terrible. And anyone who tells you different is somebody who who likes that book or doesn't think it's terrible. I'm, I'm telling you right now, if they tell you something different, that's where they're coming from. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Ben. I bet you those people are like that. Yeah, those people who disagree with me, they like that book. 
Yep. I don't want to be too judgy. <laughs> um, so I, I haven't read the book. I've heard things because you've talked about this in one of our uh, online threads. We've, we've got one going with the Welcome to Level 7 crew. And oh, man. Who, who else read it over there? Okay, so S- Stuart read it over there, and he likes the book. And Daniel read it when it first came out, I guess. And he, I guess, really liked the book. And then there was Michael, who's relatively new to the, the Welcome to Level 7 group. And he was right with me. Now, part of it for him was the narrator of the audiobook is Will Wheaton. And he could not stand Will Wheaton. And I'll, I'll, I'll be quite honest. I like lots of things about Will Wheaton. Um, but he said some things about religion and religious people that he says was taken out of context, but it really wasn't taken out of context. I mean, he really said what he said, and I think he meant what he said. Um, but anyway, so as a, as a person, as, you know, Wesley Crusher, you know, as a, I've, oh, right before we started doing our role-playing with Heroclix, um, which, by the way, Evan and I and uh, my son and a friend have started a role-playing campaign using Heroclix, but not just to battle. If you don't understand Heroclix, that's generally just you fight things. Um, and we're actually doing like role playing and keeping stats, and and it's been, it's a lot of fun. And in the lead up to that, I was watching um, a series that Will Wheaton is doing as a game master for a, a sci-fi fantasy game, and that's really cool and it's neat. He's an interesting guy, but anyway, it was funny because Michael was saying that the only time in the book where he felt like Will Wheaton actually was coming alive as he was reading the book was during the two-page screed against religion that the author of Ready Player One does. And it is just basically religious people are, are fools and idiots. And I, I'm, I'm curious how much that's going to come through in the, in the movie. But I'm torn because the book was so bad. And we can talk about why it was bad you know, in a moment, I guess. But uh, the book was so bad to me. But the trailer looks good. And Steven Spielberg is a very, very, very talented filmmaker and works with the best of the best as far as everything he's ever done. I, I feel like he, you know, even with Jaws, he was working with the best of the best that he could afford and created something amazing out of that. And then, you know, on into, you know, Indiana Jones and and different things, Close Encounters and and, you know, things where he is just creating new technology, using technology in a way that hasn't been seen before and piecing together really good stories. Um, there's obviously there's movies that don't that aren't perfect, but there's still talent behind it. Even Crystal Skull, there's a lot of talent behind the camera. It's just there's reasons for people not like to, to like it. But man, oh, man, that book. Well, I am I am very intrigued. I'm looking forward to this because I am a massive Spielberg fan. Um, there's only maybe only one movie I can think of that I've seen by him that I don't enjoy, and that is uh, the BFG. I did. He direct that? Yes, I think so. Oh, okay. It was Amblin and uh, Disney. Because there's been plenty of movies that he's produced. That haven't been great. Right, right. But I think he directed that one. And so I think that was the last time he really played with, you know, a a big genre 
film like this with all the special effects and things. What, what was his uh, in, what was his involvement in Tintin? He directed that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So which was awesome. I love that. Amazing. Good. That was really good. Yeah. Indiana Jones Five is what we like Almost. to call that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. I, I'm very curious. I'm also very curious because uh, the Iron Giant is in this movie, Ben. And I don't know if you guys know this. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's in the top ten of all movies anywhere for me. And so I, I'm curious to see what else he's putting in there. I mean, I, I've heard about the book that it's just lists and lists and lists of things. It's, it's lists and references. and And then it's also like the spaceship that they're on, it goes to this planet and, and it just like, he'll, he'll say, Oh, we got to the planet and there was just a thousand spaceships surrounding the planet and we couldn't get to the, the planet to get to the thing. And then we fought them and we won and we got there. And it's just almost literally like that where the action just gets thrown into two sentences to say, we did it. And the hero is completely unlikable. There is no way the hero of that book is going to be the same character as the hero in this movie. There is simply no way because he is just an unlikable, really a jerk. And I turned against the, the hero of the, of the book when he first, uh, there's something that happens at the beginning that really he should have taken some time emotionally to, uh, to process it. Um, because there was, you know, death involved, lots and lots of death involved. And instead, he was just happy because one or two of the people were, were dead. And it's like, it's like saying, I am so glad that that airplane crashed because one of the passengers was Hitler. You know, the other 75 were innocent people who had nothing to do with him. But I'm so glad it happened because one of them was. And it, and it just totally, no, you're, you're not. You're, you're not glad the airplane crashed. You're glad Hitler's gone. But you're not glad the airplane crashed. You're, you are saying to yourself, there's a lot of souls that, that died in that moment. And and it's, oh, there's no way that that character could be the same. And and it's, it's, it's not just that. I mean, he's basically, anything he sets himself to do, he does perfectly well. And he is more Mary Sue than someone whose name is literally Mary Sue, Mary Sue. It just, he is, he's perfect at everything he does. He is competing against some other people who are kind of perfect at what they do. Uh, and so I'm just, but here's the thing. The book has a framework that you could hang with a different writer, a better writer. You could hang a really, really incredible story on it. And, and that's where my hope is, is that I'm sure he is one of the screenwriters because I guess he's the screenwriter of the movie Fanboys. I haven't seen that, but um, I've heard good things about it. And I'm sure he's one of the screenwriters on this, but I'm, I'm just praying that there are screen doctors, screenwriting doctors who got their hands on it. I am, this has been a week and this has been a day and I am thinking to myself, I just spent 3D movie money on this on the off chance that this is going to be something that I can put my hope in to cap off a really tiring day that ended in an unexpected and kind of downer way. Will I be able to watch a movie and enjoy myself? And I think the possibility is there. The book has 
so much potential and I was getting so angry at the book because it was just taking the potential and 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 squandering it squandering it yep squandered potential um so we'll we will see but I I do have to say I don't remember do you remember who paid for our tickets to go see uh Star Wars I remember a person doing that yes yeah yeah well it ended up we got we got to piggyback our tickets for Star Wars with um a college group from my church and so we didn't have to pay for the the tickets there my my church took care of that and <laughs> heaven I won a an AMC gift card from church um because they're doing for March they're doing March is smile month and I won one of the smile days I I I don't think I actually won it because of my smile uh, the way the email that came out to tell everyone that I had won that day said, "He, we know he's smiling on the inside. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, because I don't smile. My resting face is not a smiley face. And my smile, even when I do smile, is not big. And when I smile big, my teeth do not show. And it actually looks like I don't have teeth. And so I'm really <laughs> self-conscious about smiling big. And, and so I, even in high school, was just practicing what I called the wry grin in high school. I don't know if it actually is a wry grin, but anyway, um, it, I think it actually happened though, because my intern told one of the people involved with judging Ben said, he's never going to win. And then I, I won, mm-hmm. but I got to choose a gift card and the gift card I chose AMC. So my church is paying for this movie as well. Nice. But not your ticket. You got to pay me back for that. One. Okay, great. Road trips brought to you by Napanee missionary church. So anyway, um, we're, we're seeing it in 3D, which is not my preference, but it was the latest show. And little did I know I was going to have to stay after work and do some stuff. And I actually needed to go see the latest show. But we are. This is the latest show. <laughs> but we are going to be there on time. We're going to get to see every single trailer. And so I, Evan is going to hear me sigh out loud about when we get to the fifth trailer. Is that when I do that? Yeah, probably. Uh, there. Yeah. Um, I think there's potential. I, uh, I, I'm going into this with, with hope um, because there's things in this trailer that totally go along with what could be in the movie but weren't in the book. Like there's King Kong, you know, and there's, uh, there's the DeLorean from Back to the Future. And, and actually that was probably in there. Godzilla was in the, uh, the book and I actually heard that there's a Godzilla Q being used in the movie. And so that suggests to me that Godzilla or Mechagodzilla – but basically in the book, it's all about this um, this virtual reality world that contains all of pop culture in it. And so this main character is able to like win the contest and be the best of the best in the world because he has studied late 70s, 80s, and early 90s pop culture um, all his life. And now it's 2040, and that's he's going to save the world through his knowledge of pop culture and that if I make it sound like it's kind of stupid, it's because it is written stupid, but, but from what I've seen in the trailers, it actually looks like it could be a fun movie, an inspiring movie. I mean this to, ins- I, I could see this inspiring people to be like, I want to, I want to be a hero, you know? And that's not what they're saying in the book. I, I just, I just don't, but I'm, I'm holding out hope. So, Evan, you got anything else? Um, I'm looking forward to it. Steven Spielberg, virtual reality concept is sweet. Iron Giant. Yeah. 
yeah. So we will see. We will see. I I'm really curious what my reaction is going to be because I I'm serious. I wanted to drop kick that book in the throat. <laughs> I don't want to do anything to the author. All right. I mean, he 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 did what he did, and he, he made some money off of it. And he wrote a b- better second book, Armada, his second book. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, there's still lists and lists and lists of pop culture stuff, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. And yeah, so we'll see. There there is no way that my problems with the book are going to be on the screen. Let's hope so. There's just no way because it's Steven Spielberg. There's there's no way. There's no way. We trust him. There's no way. So we're about to go in. I got my popcorn bucket and I'm turning off the car and we will see what happens. Okay. Well, we hope this is going to (sighs) work, but the battery went dead in my mic thing. So we're going old school. Yep. Well, kind of. (laughs) With all the sound effects. Yeah. Well, we did this with uh, Annihilation when we went and saw Annihilation. Yeah, when when we went and saw that. When we went and saw that. And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to have to do some post post work on this. All right. But for now. Well, Ben. Yeah. Did you hate it? Uh, no, I did not hate this movie. Oh, good. Sure, Honda and hope to expand the audience and attract female moviegoers. Mothra sold over nine million tickets, grossing two hundred eighty-one million two hundred fifty thousand yen. All right, I don't know how much we got got cut out of that, but yeah. So I did not hate it. You asked me if I hated it, and I did not hate it. In fact, I would. And I almost have to go so far as to say I liked it. All right. Yeah. So, so non-spoilers. Good job, Steven Spielberg. And yes. There were so many. I mean, this basically is a movie about Easter eggs that is just... Everything is an Easter egg. Yes. Every scene. <laughs> another Easter egg. It'll be fun to go through no, frame by frame. No, it would not be fun. <laughs> there will be people who will do that, but it will not be me. Oh man, so much just things happening on the screen and all of a sudden in the corner of the screen, oh hey, it's Hello Kitty. (laughs) Oh, it's Marvin the Martian. Yeah, I I think I reckon, I I don't know, it's gone. Yeah, but anyway. Hard to see. Yeah, this, okay. If you're talking broad strokes without any spoilers, which we're doing right now, the movie itself streamlined the story of the book, um, took things that I thought, oh, there's no way this would be exciting on, on, on screen, changed them to be exciting on screen. Nice. And when it all is said and done, yes, I liked this movie, didn't love it. it there's, there's a lifelessness to it. Yeah. Uh, just it, it felt like it was creating false energy where you're supposed to be excited but for some reason I just wasn't able to get excited um, that was there a little bit too yeah it's hard to put your finger on because it's kind of I feel like it's kind of like a background thing like it's a background feeling or an aftertaste yeah but, you know? but, but it gets into themes and ideas of you know with the virtual reality and and uh, you know who is a person, and, and 
what is reality and what's good, what's bad about virtual reality, and mm. it, it goes there a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know how much I can say without spoilers. Right. I I I, li- I liked it too. There's there's some stuff I didn't like about it, but for the most part, I did like. It. Yeah, I I would agree, and. I, w- I would like to see, honestly, I would like to see uh, more done in this world. You know, I, I would be up for a series of these. I doubt Steven Spielberg will do that, but... No, no, and I mean, this was clearly a one and done. We're telling this story about this this world, this, uh, clear beginning, middle, and end. No, I mean, there's room for a sequel, but they didn't set up anything that may, would make you want a sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the spoiler-free section of this, this podcast. How many stars, Ben? Um, I'm going to give it a solid three. Three stars? Three stars, because I liked it, but not four or five stars, because it just, it was good, it was adequate, it was enjoyable. I did laugh out loud quite a few times yep. when things would show up. Um, there were there were references that were being made on the screen, in the music, um, in some of the weapons that were being used that made me smile, laugh. I enjoyed it. It is, is definitely not a... Yeah, I, I mean, I, Ready Player One, if I had to give it one to five stars, it would just it would just get a straight up one the novel. star, the novel. But the movie, I, I'm giving it three. They fixed almost every problem I had Great. with the book. Almost. Okay. Yeah, and I give it a three, three and a half. Somewhere in there. We agree on this movie. We do. It's what? a miracle. Like what just happened? <laughs> Not only did I like the movie that was based on you know the book I hated so there's the surprise. I liked it, but we basically we agree. agree. And it's not we agree in degrees. It's not like oh we're both saying the same thing, but it's something I'm okay with and, uh, and you're not. Yeah. It's just huh. huh. All right. Well, we'll see if we agree on the same things. Well, let's let's do that. All uh, right. Let's let's pretend we're playing the spoiler warning right now. Okay. Spoilers. That was my Ben impression. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right. So you've been warned. <laughs> Old school. Yes, you have. All right, Evan. Quadrant. What? Quadrant. Yeah, sure. Where do you want to start? Characters. They're, they're dry. You think? Yeah. Um, I liked. I, I like liked the girl. Artemis. Yeah. Um, they they fixed uh, Percival they, in this movie. They, they fixed him compared to him on in the book. But he's still... In, in the book, he's completely I, I, detestable. Okay. And in the movie, he's just kind of less likable. Well, I, he's like... He doesn't have a very strong arc, I feel well, he, he does. 
because he starts out and it is just a game to him and it's his life but then by the end he's like you know what we turn off the Oasis every Tuesday and Thursday can you imagine if they did that with Facebook <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> there's there's a, a high level of they could do this yeah that is, I guess that is true like I think this is one of the problems with it is that there's kind of a double message going on like reality is good reality is the most important so make sure you take two days out of your week to do reality but honestly this this place is so much better yeah, this place is so much better so just it's okay to spend time there for the majority yeah. let's just be honest well and in the book and in this movie that I guess we're getting maybe into some theme stuff here, but if you if you take out the virtual reality side of things and you're just looking at it from a metaphorical angle, you know, it, it, this is all about just living in unreality. Video games, movies, books, comics. Uh, the book, by the way, has a lot more to do with comics than the, the movie does. Um, so you have all of these these things that we do spend our time in to get away from the real world and you're right I mean this is kind of let's have our cake and eat it too yeah this this is better than life except that it's not because you can't eat right (laughs) (laughs) reality is the only place where you can get a good meal yeah and that's actually a really interesting uh, concept to throw in there because the whole movie and the characters are a celebration of fiction. Yeah. In escaping from reality. But at the same time, they're trying to acknowledge the... Unhealthiness yeah, of and, too much escape. Yeah, and, and the importance of actual reality. And disengagement from the real world. And, and one, one of the reasons I that fell a little flat for me was the, the stakes, okay? Because, mm-hmm. at least for the main characters... Because the stakes for the bad guy, it's easy. It's the most lucrative thing in the world to own this thing. And, but basically for the the bad or for the good guys, the stakes are to keep it out of his out of the bad guy's hands. Yeah. So yeah. that you don't have eighty percent of your field of vision covered in ads. Yes. So it's to, <laughs> it's to stop the ads. And I guess on top of that would be, it's because this company is like what what is this company? They can enslave people. In debtor's prison? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's completely debtor's prison. Yeah. And, and the book had this whole thing where um, Percival actually went into debtor's prison on purpose um, and had specific ways of, like, getting out and had a, a plan. And that's where, like, you, there's any tension in the book is it, just completely diminished because he he goes into the debtor's prison and he has a plan. And, and, and the plan works out perfectly. All right. Yeah. <laughs> And in this, you at least had this, you know, there were stakes with the debtor's prison. And that was how her father died in the debtor's prison. Right, yeah. And then she's placed there, and everything she does is from within. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, you're, you're right, though. I mean, this is total dystopian sci-fi where <laughs> there is no lawful presence until the end of the movie. Yeah, where there's cops. The cops come when everything is done. Can we talk about the ending for a second? Yeah, Because yeah. It, to me, it just switches <laughs> to a early 90s 
or 80s no, movie no, no, yeah, ending. It's, you know? it's full on 80s. Where yeah. <laughs> the cops show up and the guy's like, oh, the cops are all shrug. Drop the gun, hands behind your head, the door shuts, the wah 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 music plays. Yep. He yep. gets shoved in the car. Listen, I'm gonna give you one more order. Punch in the face. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the good guys have a crowd surrounding them. Yeah. <laughs> applauding them yep. for and what the music they've done. Is playing uh-huh. and man. Like it's a total, no, no. total shift. <laughs> but is it really? It kind of is. I mean the whole like you said though. It's a, it's a celebration of pop culture, right? Yeah. I mean, and... but like it just, there's <laughs> one thing because all the pop culture stuff is inside the game, but now all this, all this stuff is happening outside the game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It just, it's just like what? <laughs> it continues being meta, meta textual though. Yeah. With that, and well, um, and the guy, the guy's gonna shoot him, but he's hesitates because the guy's crying because he's looking at the Easter egg and uh, lowers his gun. No, no, that, that, he's hesitating because he's realizing it's over. Like, oh, you think? Yeah, it's all over. The kid has the Easter egg and okay. shooting him now will accomplish nothing because now that the kid has the Easter egg, um, he, <laughs> um, whatever his name is, uh, the bad guy has to operate within the law now. Mm. Um, because he was able to, you know, blow up buildings and kill people with impunity uh, before, but but now, no, he can't. Nope. Yep. Okay, so I guess that's the plot. Yeah, and we got into some themes there, a little bit of characters. Mm-hmm. But if you want to talk about style, I don't. I mean, the style it just felt. It felt Avatar. It felt Speed Racer. It felt I like, liked it, Ben. It felt like what we've seen. I don't know. I I thought it. I guess it did feel like Avatar. I I. It felt like Avatar with the color palette of Speed Racer. Well, you can get you can. I give it more of a pass though because for looking CGI-ish because they're digital characters. Oh, right? you know what though? That didn't even bother me. Yeah. When I say it, it looked like Avatar. I, Avatar is still, I mean, I, I believe that that was not the pinnacle of special effects, but it, it's still, it was good. Avatar is very good when you're talking about the special effects. Character design, maybe not so great, but the actual, you know, the movement and the... Motion capture. Yeah, I, totally. And, and the same with this, the motion capture. Um, the acting behind the motion capture felt genuine. Yeah. And yeah, I although with the bad guy, when he's in the in the place, I totally got like this um, Frank Miller, uh, Superman, Clark Kent yeah. slash Ronald Reagan vibe. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Um, all right, let's talk. Let's talk cameos. Oh my goodness, <laughs> where do you start? I mean, a Firefly ship shows up. Drops off a guy in samurai armor so he can turn into Gundam to fight Mechagodzilla. Along with the Iron Giant. <laughs> Along with the Iron Giant. Oh, man. That was cool. That was a very cool <laughs> fight scene. Much. Uh, that that fight scene was actually similar to what's in the book. But I, lo- I love the way it played out just when you're watching it happen. Yeah. It was uh, Gundam dropping under the foot of Mechagodzilla before it steps on the two humans. Yep. 
and oh my goodness. You had some uh, Batman's in it twice. He's climbing a mountain and he's in the Batmobile and he gets smashed well, by King Kong. But then there was actually Batman in the battlefield too. Oh, I didn't even see him. Yeah, there. yeah, because there's so, that's just it. There's... I kept seeing the Battletoads. Yep, Battletoads, <laughs> Ninja Turtles, yep, but movie were, versions. Yep, the movie, the Michael Bay versions. Um, yeah, I mean, there was... Marvin the Martian, I already mentioned him. Here's the thing. In the book, and the, actually the podcast that's about the book, uh, they were doing like a running total of Star Wars references on every page, you know. Um, very little Star Wars referencing in this. Well, they're not going to give Disney the money. Well, no, they... The X-Wing shows up, though. I saw an X-Wing. I didn't see that. They mentioned the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. No, I... This was... Uh, I was surprised. I, I was surprised. But... I was hoping to see Superman in the movie. But he wasn't there. <laughs> we did have Clark Kent glasses. But uh, no Superman. Batman, Batgirl, Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now here's the thing, Ben. I have never seen The Shining. Yeah, and so I'm just as lost as that one guy was. <laughs> and, well, I knew I knew about the girls, and I knew about the hall flooded with blood. Uh -huh. That's in the in the axe part, of course. But that's all I knew. Is the maze actually in the movie? Which you mean the the snow maze? The, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. It is. Um, it's it's a. Uh, is the zombie naked lady in the movie? She is, and it plays out just like that with Jack Nicholson, where. She gets out of the tub, she's kissing, and then she turns into this really gross, disgusting lady with flesh falling off of her. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? And, and then the typewriter, though, uh -huh. that was that's a big thing. I mean, when they walked into The Shining, I mean, it was meticulously rebuilt. Uh, I recognized the set a little bit. From... Yeah, that was amazing. Very uh, cool. Because uh, most of it is very shiny, glossy... You know CGI, but they used it all to rebuild the the look of that that movie. I don't know if that was CGI though. I mean, you don't think? Well, as we're watching the credits, there is <laughs> tons of visual effects. People obviously mm -hmm. like right, the, just a wall. But there was a wall of carpenters too. Hmm. So I guess that uh, and metal been. workers and well, the metal workers wasn't a wall. It was just a you know maybe two dozen names going by or something. Um, although <laughs> I was very surprised. Um, how how short the uh, this character courtesy of this yeah, company yeah. was. We were because they didn't list the characters; they just listed the companies, companies <laughs> that owned them. But it was still an extensive list. Well, the one character I noticed was Sonic the Hedgehog. Did you see him in the movie? No, no like, I, didn't, that's, yeah. that's, I noticed him in the credit, <laughs> not in the movie. I, they had a bunch of Street Fighter guys. Yeah, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. um, but then. You know, then there was Great American Hero symbol on the headphones on their their visor. Yeah, yeah. Um, Batman. She had a Batman symbol on her. Yeah, I mean, there was just so much, just stuff. The T Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, cool. King Kong, the, the Star Trek funeral. I mean, so it's the just Star Trek funeral. <laughs> it just the whole thing was just. It was like the book in that way because the book just mentions this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. Uses those things then in terrible metaphors uh, about the character's feelings, mm. you know, and and then, but here on the screen is just blinking, you'll miss yeah. five things. Yeah. 
but it's not a bad thing because it's window dressing. It's it's part of the the background of the world. Yeah. But it's not right up front in your face, except for when it needs to be. Mm. Um, like when the characters are doing something specific, like turning into Mecha Godzilla, <laughs> or we're using the Zemeckis cube. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> the that the, was the fun. Rubik's cube have anything to do with Robert Zemeckis, or is it just named no, after I, I think they, back the? I think they're just figuring out what do we what we'll call the Zemeckis something. Yeah, you know, it could have been the, the Zemeckis anything. Um, but then again, music cues. I, I yeah, <laughs> the, the that was the so fun. That was great. So yeah, and then Evan, you're not going to bring it up, so I'm going to. Okay. The glaive. The glaive. That's right. The glaive. <laughs> was ben was like, "Ha!" <laughs> that was. That was funny, man. Yeah. So, and now I, I understood that reference. <laughs> so I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Um, it is very late right now, though. Yes. And so I think it's time to stop. I have one more question. Yeah. What was that grenade thing she threw into Mechagodzilla's eye? Was that from Beetlejuice? No, that was a Mad Ball. From what? From the 80s. Okay. They were just balls that had gross faces. So there's like a mummy one and there was a Frankenstein one. And it just blows up? No. It's a ball. Like, I don't know why it was a bomb for her. All right. Yeah. And what was the thing that killed everybody at the end? The holy hand grenade? No, no, no. I know what that is. The, the thing where they do the three steps. Oh, that was just something from the book. Like, oh. that was just a MacGuffin from the book. Okay, it's not yeah. even a reference for you. No. So, th the other thing I would say is there was, like, Chekhov's everything yeah. in this. Like, if, if there was anything in the beginning of the movie, watch it be used at the end of the movie. Mm. So, All right, I shut off the car. We are at my house. Evan is going to head to his car, and I'm going to head inside, and we are going to get this thing posted tomorrow. But... It's 1 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Any, any final words? Maybe about a sponsor? Oh, yeah, sponsor. Uh, that would be dogwings.us. Go check them out for any of your graphic design, caricature, cartoon needs. So do I get a last word after that? Yeah, sure. Okay, here it is. And my last word is, of course, thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you what you thought about this movie. But I don't really care what you say about the book. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's gonna change my mind. Uh, Armando was better. Armado was better. Ar Armada. Ar oh, Ar Armada. Okay. The, the, the not the sequel, but the follow up. We agreed. Ah, wild. All right, thanks for listening, everyone, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David. Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. Once again, thanks for listening.
judgy. 